and welcome to a brand new podcast episode. My name is Fiona Bringman and I am your host and we are Gone West and this is Listen to the Earth, the Gone West show. Here I've interviewed Mohammed Salam, who is the co-founder of PCCDS, as well as numerous other projects, such as Green Shelter for Future Generations. With his background in law and from his home in Palestine, Mohammed has many interesting insights into the relationship between social and environmental issues in Palestine. We talk about the work PCCDS are doing, activism, system change and practical policies. So I hope you enjoy. Listen to the Earth, the Gone West Show. First of all, I just wanted to thank you for taking the time to speak to me this afternoon. And then just to welcome you, say welcome to the podcast and and ask you if you can please introduce yourself and your company as well. Thank you very much for hosting me in this podcast. I'm Mohammed. I'm a, a legal and environmental activist with Palestinian Flavor. I'm a co-founder of many civil society organizations. These organizations focus on development, communication, sustainability, and knowledge. We campaign and build uh, an equal movement power to bring about the, the system change needed for uh, a just a green world where people and nature thrive and develop. Amazing. Thank you. And can you can you tell me about PCCDS as well? What yeah, what does it stand for? What does the organization do? Sure. Uh, Palestinian Center for Communication and Development Strategies, uh, the PCCDS is a Palestinian nonprofit NGOs. Uh, we were funded in 2009 by a group of young activists uh, working in a green development, youth, media, human rights. Uh, it aims at socially and economically empowering, uh, protecting the most marginalized groups in the Palestinian society. The business as a network, we work to find ways to amplify and maximize our resources uh, for the cause of environmental protection. Why do we focus on communication and development? Uh, Well, communication is the key, actually, uh, to reach more people as it creates an effective network of beneficiaries uh, in the implementation of important projects. We assign the beneficiaries as our main constituents. So they decide what projects and programs fit their needs to reach the best development. Beautiful. And yeah, it's great that you also focus or have brought to light that that focus on the communication and development. One thing I'm really interested in is how do you see the matters of green and sustainability as issues that are also matters of human rights and social empowerment? No doubt uh, that issues of green and sustainability are deeply related to human rights and social empowerment in Palestine. We have been struggling for the right of healthy environment for a long time. Uh, there are many instructions that can be mentioned, like water rights. We are talking about the accessing to clean water. Uh, the land rights, uh, for example, uh, Palestinians have um, historically relied on agriculture and livestock for uh, their livelihood. But the loses of land and resources and the restrictions of their ability to access and to, to cultivate their land 
led to community displacement. What sort of environmental problems do you see specifically in Palestine? Actually, there is a lot of environmental problems we are facing here in Palestine. But let me tell you about the basic things that we're already facing through our activities and our uh, programs and projects. Uh, the water security, the, the access for a clean water is so hard here in Palestine. The waste management, uh, the waste management is very important because, for example, the municipalities here in Palestine actually are trying to gather their efforts to work on the waste management, but the checkpoints, the, uh, the borders actually can sometimes prevent uh, these municipalities, for example, to, to make their own waste management and go away. Another problem is like the air pollution. There is the land degradation. Uh, we have a great problem in this sector because actually we are losing every day we are losing more and more lands from our Palestinian territories. Overall, these environmental challenges are gathering political, social, and economic challenges that are actually facing the Palestinians. And can you expand on that? Can you tell us a little bit more about the land that you're losing, about this land degradation that you're talking about? The biggest problem that actually facing the, the Palestinian about the, the land integration is the settlements, which is actually which is actually built against the law. We're talking about the international law. So these settlements are taking a lot of the farmers and locals that day by day and year after year, we are losing more and more lands uh, for the Palestinian locals that they actually used to uh, to to farm and used to um, have their own project. There's a lot of farmers here in Palestine. They have big farms, but it's isolated because of the uh, the wall. Uh, this wall is actually put in to separate the Palestinian areas from the uh, Israeli areas, which is actually having the settlements. So uh, in this area, they have to take, uh, for, for, I'm talking about the Palestinian, they need to take like a, a special declarance if they want to go to their own land to harvest or uh, to farm or to work in their own lands. And this became actually exhausting because they sometimes they give them the declarance and say that sometimes they do not. It became like impossible for a lot of farmers to reach their own lands. You are talking about many years of harvesting, many years of using of these of these actual lands. So that was disappointing for a lot of farmers that actually pushed them or lead them to, to leave their uh, houses sometimes to, to go in other places and to work in other places. Could you tell me a bit about your work with marginalized groups in Palestine and what kind of marginalization do you see and against who in Palestine? The locals here in Palestine are exposed to a variety of types of marginalization that can be dangerous and have significant impacts on their way of life. Uh, it's important to note that the Israeli occupation of Palestinian territories, including settlements, uh, violence, uh, discrimination, unequal treatment under, uh, under the law, uh, the economic marginalization, 
is the root cause of many of marginalization and injustice faced by the Palestinian, uh, resulting in the loss of their lands, resources, freedom of movement for Palestinians because, uh, because of the checkpoints and the roadblocks, which actually uh, restrict access to the basic services. Um, there are also another forms of the marginalization uh, and discrimination that Palestinians face, like gender-based violence, uh, women here in the Palestinian society, women may face discrimination and violence due to control norms and closed community structures. Unfortunately, the intra-Palestinian division, which are actually based on political or uh, religious uh, affiliations, so political factions have been known to, to, to discriminate against each other's supporters. Uh, economic marginalization due to the uh, the lake of economic opportunities and uh, struggling Palestinian economy, which is actually we have a very weak economy uh, in the first place. It's important to note that these types of marginalization are interconnected and can be compound one another, uh, leading to significant harm uh, for the Palestinian communities. Yeah, that's tough. And of course, all of these things are are linked together. That makes sense. Just as we were talking about sustainability and, and human rights issues being linked. What kinds of things does your organization do to encourage or help promote more inclusivity for marginalized groups? Actually, we're working on many programs focusing on the communication between these marginalized communities. We're trying to make like projects or programs that can actually lead to more sufficient procedures and to actually to encourage them to stay in their own lands, not to leave their own land. We have actually been working on a lot of programs that actually aim to make these people stay in their, uh, their own places and do not leave their own places to another places, like the organic agriculture uh, projects, for example. The organic farming was among our first projects in order to keep these people and locals in their own places, their own homes. We have invented important projects in different regions from 2007, um, some of which are still in existence, uh, such as the organic somac farms, which actually flourished and expanded to, to include large areas that generate income for local beneficiaries. Uh, through our activities and the network of environmental activities that we were able to build along with the other PCCDS programs, uh, such as the programs of human rights, uh, women empowerment, uh, youth empowerment, uh, elderly programs, uh, and social justice, which actually became linked to environmental justice uh, by, the, by, by the days. Mm, it sounds like you have so many amazing projects on the go um, and I'm awed actually at all of the different avenues and all of the different types of uh, support that you can give to all these different types of groups as well. 
I'd like to know a little bit more about a specific project that you do, the Green Shelter for Future Generations. Could you tell me a bit about that? Uh, the Green Shelter campaign uh, seeks to cultivate uh, endangered trees, species, and plants, and uh, plant them with other native tree species uh, to rehabilitate the Wadi Al Qaf Reserve in Hebron, Palestine. Uh, this reserve is an old reserve, uh, but this reserve, due to a lot of reasons, starts to shrink, and we're losing a lot of great lands and great forests. It's not a big forest. It's not a big reserve if you want to compare it with the other reserves of the world. So uh, for us, it's very, very important because it's one of the, let's say, one of the few reserves left uh, here in Palestine. Considering uh, our main partner, the Gone West, and the BCCDS, Nature and Scoop, and the difficult conditions already uh, arisen from the COVID-19 and the, the other political conditions, the project seeks to, to support education and create job opportunities in the local communities throughout this process. More broadly, the, the project is designed to establish a foundation of ecological experts and build the uh, infrastructure necessary to make it more affordable to initiate a future reserve project. So we are planning to achieve these outcomes through multiple procedures, like training a group of 20 agriculture and environment engineer graduates from the local to cultivate a, a selection of rare and uh, endangered tree species. So they became the reforesting planters of the reserve planting the, the species supplied by the local nursery. There is a small nursery in the Wad al Reserve for uh, planting and making seeds and making small, small trees. So we're trying to rehabilitate the existing nursery. And creating a group of individuals that will be established as uh, youth environmental network initiators in order to protect the reserve. Uh, another thing is to lay a, a foundation for future uh, reforestation projects on the reserve by establishing a trained workforce and creating a network of educators and activists. We are having the, the aim, the first aim or the first phase for us and for the Gone West is to make sure about planting a lot of, 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 of the trees. And we already make a good progress. And actually, it was a great progress. Despite all these conditions that we are facing, we almost planted more than 22,500 trees from the, the beginning of the, the campaign. We're talking about 2019, but you, you have to mention the, the COVID-19. So uh, despite this hard a period of, of the pandemic, uh, we succeeded to, to do a lot of great work. Uh, we succeeded to stay connected with the activists, with the graduates. Actually, we've been working and the network actually we were trying to build and this uh, youth environmental networking. And they start to introduce their work, introduce their passion, introduce their, uh, their plans and strategy to the others. 
starting from their own families and their own communities, they start to talk and spread the word about what they can do and what they are dreaming about. Mm. It sounds really beautiful. It's got this link, you know, obviously you're planting trees, but you're also with the community. You're also working to educate people. You're also working you know to include marginalized groups and to save the land and so it kind of really encompasses everything that you do this project so your background is in law how does this help shape what you do you know a background in law can provide a strong foundation for understanding the legal framework that underpin environmental issues Environmental law is a complex and evolving field. The activist with the legal training can bring a unique perspective to the challenges facing environmental advocacy. Let's take, for example, uh, understanding international law rights. Law can help activists make the case that access to a clean environment is a fundamental human right. Knowledge is knowledge of domestic laws and regulation can also be essential for uh, advocating for policy changes that actually support the environmental, the environmental protection. Lawyers are trained to critically evaluate complex information and to communicate their uh, findings effect- effectively. These skills can be applied to analyze uh, scientific data, researching policy proposals, uh, and advocating for change at the local, uh, national, and international levels. There is a lot of policies here in Palestine need to be changed about the environment. It's actually due to the old laws that actually ruled Palestine. So uh, we need a lot of change, especially in the environmental law field. So we believe if we work together in harmony, uh, we can work toward, towards a, a more just and sustainable future. And moving from policy into practical, I'd like to ask about the Earthships and the projects that you're doing with Earthships. Can you tell me a little bit more what an Earthship is and, and yeah, what you're doing? These airships uh, we've been thinking about, this is one of the other programs that actually we are uh, attending to, to, to spread the word about. It's still early now to talk about it. Officially, uh, we didn't start it yet, but we are in the process of gathering more information from the other expertise and other activism from around the world. And yeah, the airships is a home, the shelters. It's actually made from the environmental components. So uh, you can use it from any components according to the to the nature of the place. So if we have like a stony nature, you can build it from the stones, for example. Uh, if not, we can use it from the dead trees that actually already up there. We can use it from recycled wastes that actually we can use, tires, glass, um, building uh, wastes. These Airships are made to reduce the pollutions and to make people understand that they can make their own homes, their own workplaces without uh, ruining the places around. 
we started to make uh, a small pilot uh, earthship, but it's still in progress. We didn't finish it yet. We're trying to make it from the dead trees and the uh, construction uh, waste and the, the car waste and glass and such things like that. We are working on it. It's still new because, as I said, we don't have this much experience about that. But we do realize that this is the most effective and efficient buildings and shelters can be suited in these places. Because it can be in harmony in these places without ruining the environment around. And it's not actually, it's not only a building. It's a mindset. When you start thinking about living green or going green or having a green shelter or thinking about making an earth ship someplace, that means that you do really care about the environment around you. So we're trying to make it for people to understand more and more, to have more information about that. And so they can be encouraged to, you know, to try. This will encourage people to come here and to come to the reserve and to see what's it's what it's about and how you can work and live and earn in harmony with the nature. Absolutely, and you're also not only using materials from your from the natural environment, but using all of the resources that are available to you. Like you said, old tires, glass bottles. Like it's a way of being in harmony with nature and also recycling, reusing what we've already created. And investing in, in green and sustainable infrastructure can can also promote social empowerment by creating jobs, increasing increasing access to resources, and improving uh, living conditions for Palestinian communities by addressing the, the the instructions of green and sustainability issues and the great knowledge of earthships according with the. Um, with the human rights and, and social empowerment. So everybody can see it too, uh, in order to, to make others, locals, to see it and, and feel curious, you know, a little bit curious about what is this thing. So uh, if they know what is this thing, they will be encouraged maybe to, to try someone, to try to make their own. Absolutely. And that's really important, isn't it, to, to kind of, include the community in what you're doing and to to pioneer the way in what you're doing too you know to inspire people to bring things into their own communities and their own lives so I really commend you for that I know this is a difficult topic but can you please tell me a little bit more about the political situation in Palestine and how living in Palestine you're affected by this the political situation here is very complicated due to the many factors, including the occupation and Palestinian political divisions itself. Despite we have a just cause, uh, we are afraid to have enemies if we say something like, you know, Israeli occupation and such things like that. So uh, this way affects actually the rights of the Palestinians and put them in a late ranking among the other countries and a lot other among other communities uh, you know despite the, the the great achievements of the palestinian activists uh, but we do really need solidarity and love uh, the most important thing is uh, gaining friends uh, is a big priority for us 
you know, Palestinians deserve to deserve a, a, a decent life. And we always uh, strive for freedom in all its forms. Thank you. Thank you, Mohammed. That brings us towards the last part of our interview, which is quickfire questions. So I'm going to ask you three questions and I'd like you to answer in just one word, if possible. So the first question is, how do you feel when you spend time in nature? Happily isolated. <laughs> how can we all work towards more equality? Simply by solidarity and love. Thank you. How can we help create a less polluted and more united planet? Uh, act as responsibles. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and hearing a little bit about what your organisation does and the issues that you face too. So thank you for taking the time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Fiona. Well, that's it from today. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to see more about what PCCDS are doing, you can check them out on the web at www.pccds.com. And you can also get in touch with Mohammed if you'd like. He's on LinkedIn at Mohammed Salam. Although we didn't touch on it a lot, the issues in Palestine politically are also very real and very difficult. And there's not a lot of unbiased coverage about it in the news. So if you do want to read more about it from a Palestinian perspective, I've included a link at the bottom of this podcast and you can go check it out and see what you think. We'd love to know your responses and your general ideas. And yeah, as always, we'd love to hear from you. So please get in touch. We're on Facebook, Gone West. We're on Instagram at Gone Westagram. And you can always email us as well, info at gonewest.com. Or if you want to get in touch with me directly, it's Fiona at gonewest.com. As always, thank you for listening. Have a lovely month. Listen, Listen to the, to the earth. earth. The Gone West, Gone West Show. West Show. Show.